And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 213. And today we're going to start our holiday horror with two movies for the season. One being Hanukkah from 2019 that just came out a few months ago. And December from 2019, which also just came out. Yes. Actually, this just a couple days ago, technically. Yeah. So we got some newer movies for you guys to check out that you might want to check out for the holidays, you know, kind of theme it up. There's not a lot of holiday horror movies this year as there were, I think, last year. Yeah, or yeah, past years, yeah. And I think it's because trying to get these out, like we have one of our buddies doing the like 13 Slays of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they aren't able to get it out until January because of some because of COVID, man. Right? Oh, that sucks. You know, it's fucked. Like everything's shifted. You know, yeah, you, you can only do so much, and you don't want to hold off until next year because you no. don't know what's going to happen. Well, no, that happens to a lot of holiday horror movies. They try to get it out. You know, mm-hmm. you just try to get it done as soon as you can or whatever. But you know, we figured we picked these two, and then we got two more for next week. And just a heads up for you guys: I'm actually taking a two week break, and so is Christina. She's gonna give give you her maybe top five movies of last year of this year and i'm taking the break so that i can watch probably like 50 movies in that time frame <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that i can give you the best most detailed fucking like hey these movies might be worth checking out on these ones are my top for the year because mm-hmm. i take it very seriously yes you do and i'm gonna add some tears to it so like i'm gonna try to figure out tears. Next- what do you mean well for next year i'm gonna start doing tears like as in like hey this is my favorite kill of the year oh i thought hey you this might- is my favorite performance of the year hey this is my you know like i'm gonna start paying it attention to that from the start so that we can do it by the end of next year i thought you meant you were gonna cry tears it's like what do you mean tears tear (laughs) t-i-e-r yes i'm gonna cry if you keep fucking with me Uh, but yeah, so uh, this week, have you been doing pretty good? Like, how are things going with you? Not good. Not good. Everything's breaking and it's pissing me off. My printer broke. Oh. So I got to because I'm old school and I, I have to like print out shit on paper because I write everything down. Well, at least the roof is done, right? I think that's why. And then you, you broke your phone. You decided to. No, I woke up in the morning. I walked over to the fucking to, to set it down and it came out of my pocket all loosey goosey and then I tried to push it into my hand or catch it and it pushed it into the granite countertop <laughs> yeah which is pretty awesome so I've got a busted ass phone now see everything's breaking yeah it's pissing me but off but we don't need to get that fixed but you know right your but printer still, printer needs to get fixed wow uh, I didn't know you were into killing trees so much just kidding <laughs> 
I don't know. What Everything's to say. digital now, dude. Like you know, I don't care. I I don't care. I don't. I like. Of course, I like my phone and stuff, but I like my planner. And yeah. I just, it's more... no. It's okay. I'm teasing. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. I know. I'm Fuck. just giving you shit to make you feel better. Whatever. Fuck trees. And it worked apparently. Fuck trees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy holidays, if everyone. Wants to send me a printer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't. Happy holidays. Oh my God, Christina. She's like, <laughs> she's like low key begging for fucking. I totally am. <laughs> Please it, help. Me. How is that going to help out the podcast? I don't see. Well, that... It does because it it helps me um, interact more. It, it just helps. Oh, because she prints out her her yes, notes. Yes, my notes and everything. I use Google Keep, which they do not sponsor this show. Um, but I use Google Keep for all my notes, and I literally have like years of notes on this shit. It links up to my desktop and my phone and anywhere I use it. So as long as I'm logged into Google, bam, all my stuff is there. Never have to worry about it. You can collaborate with people like yourself, Christina, that I've been trying to get her to use. But no, she she wants to write on murder paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are we going to fucking use like children's skulls for fucking I soup bowls? I would love that. I think I would be more productive. Yeah, maybe use some fucking puppy organs for fucking balloon no, no, animals. No, no, come on. That's that's too much. <laughs> you don't hurt dogs. Children are fine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, we've been doing some, uh, movie watching and, uh, show watching thanks to our friends, but yeah, we've been watching, we've been catching up on, um, raised by wolves, raised by wolves. Almost done with that. We got that crazy, not insane that we want to watch documentary mm-hmm. and that our friend Haley was telling us about and Mandalorian Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. We've been watching Finally, that too. Yeah. Caught up. On that. I don't even know how we get it. We squeeze these things in. We use it as our time together, which it is. is Pretty much just like us watching sitting, TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything's okay over here, guys. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're so mean. Uh, anyway, so she's in a good mood, but I am too. <laughs> Anyway, though, we do have some movies that we're going to talk about this week. Um, I do want to, of course, also mention to you guys, thank you so much for supporting the Manscaped that we've been doing because it really does help. We've got some new fucking YouTube videos up. Uh, we got we just watched. I just watched Freaky, which is pretty much like Freaky Friday remake, but with Vince Vaughn as a serial killer who switches place with a little girl. That was fun. Really, actually pretty entertaining movie, but check out the review to make sure. Wink. Um, but yeah, want to thank you guys so much for helping and donating and supporting these things that we do. We're doing a test run with, with Manscaped right now. Yeah, right. So, but they're going to be sponsoring us. So we're going to give you a word from our sponsor this week. Support your balls. Yeah. Let's talk about my balls for a little bit here from our sponsor. Deforestation may be a serious global situation, but here on planet Your Balls, Manscaped is here to help you trim. Our friends at Manscaped.com want to make sure that your holiday is filled with smooth packages. And right now, Manscaped.com is putting out the Perfect Package 3.0. Inside Manscaped.com's Perfect Package 3.0, you're going to get an electrical trimmer that is known as the Lawnmower 3.0. This puppy is waterproof, skin safe, and includes a light and rechargeable dock 
so that you can always stay fresh for the holidays. Plus, it comes with this ball deodorant, which I never thought I would ever want to use. Crop Reviver, which also helps you get through the day in a spot when you're out on the go. So this holiday, get 20% off with free shipping using code BTV at the checkout of manscaped.com. That's code BTV at checkout and get free shipping and an additional 20% off anything that you purchase. So treat your balls, treat yourself, and help us stay around. Thank you, Manscaped, for supporting us and the podcast and any of those of you who want to, of course, help your balls or your lady bits and yourselves as well as help us at the same time because it really does help us. So thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So I think it's about that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys, so now we're back. We're going to do really kind of just a holiday shot, not necessarily, I don't know. We wanted to theme it around one of the two, and I was like, maybe we shouldn't do one for Hanukkah. That may be a little tasteless, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't mean like the shot would taste tasteless. (laughs) I just mean the humor behind it might be misconstrued a little bit, Uh, and also we have December, which is an anthology, and how the fuck are you going to fucking pinpoint that? Right. Although it is about an advent calendar we were going to call it an advent calendar, but we figured, you know, let's just make it simple and stupid and call it elf piss. (laughs) So what's in an elf piss? Well, it's not piss. (laughs) Tastes like piss. No, I'm just kidding. I don't Uh, know yet. All right. So you're going to have three different alcohols in there and a skosh of some peppermint. So first up, we got 99 whipped. I feel like 99 needs to fucking hit us up and like sponsor the show. We literally use their shit all the time. And I bet you we could get sponsored by them. Someday. So 99 whip, one third. You do Bacardi Superior, which is one third. And of course, the classic, I'm probably 14 years old drinking this shit for no reason. (laughs) Fireball, one third. You mix in a little bit of peppermint syrup, which you would put in your coffee, essentially, and use that. You stir it together. Feel a lot better. It smells neat. Whoa. That's a confusing flavor. What just happened? Well, if you're ever stuck in the middle of the snow, out in the middle of nowhere, just drink some elf piss and you're good. Woo. Oh. I think my sinus is cleared up. Yeah, I feel like uh, my whole body is like about to purge <laughs> out the bottom. Whew, I can You're going to f- have a Christmas poo? Yeah, I'll <laughs> shit on a candy cane. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, seriously, I can feel it like going down my, slathering down heavy. my esophagi. Huh? It's like heavy. It is really heavy. Yeah, I'm going to drink some weird. of this coffee because. Oh, that was a good mix. She put some of the peppermint in syrup in there. In your cold oh, thing. I bet you that. No. That'd be good. No, no, oh, no. you're not a peppermint person. Just not like too super sweet kind of guy. Right. I am. Period. Give me all the sugar. But yeah, it's not too bad. It's 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 definitely a shot. You're going to feel it. And it's going to be strong. That whipped, I think, is going to be the strongest out of the two. But, you know, Fireball right. and Bacardi on top of it. It's a mix of a party. You might want to stir that up before you pour it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we we did. And I kind of layered it. So it kind of yeah. felt like a. My bad. Like a confusing shot. I should have. Well, I, I like shook it. 
Oh, you I did? did yeah, I put it and I shook it before. I didn't stir it up. Oh, though. well, then that's probably it. It's just weird. It's yeah, just it's a weird, weird combo. I mean, elf piss, guys. What are you going to do? All right? Right. So if you would like to try this wonderful sounding drink that we've been pitching you for the past minute or two. <laughs> All you got to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section and look for Elf Piss right now. Ow. That's it for horror shots. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes, potatoes of the holidays with Hanukkah from 2019 starring Sid Haig and December from 2019. An anthology that'll blow your mind right now. All right, so we're going to go in chronological order as to when these came out. And, I mean, technically, since it came to us closer, it was like March, the physical copy of Hanukkah came out. Uh-huh. So why don't you go ahead and start it up there, Christina, and do all the, the good stuff. A group of Jewish young adults are in for a festival of frights. With the help of a rabbi, they come to the conclusion that they are being targeted because they have violated Judaic law. And that their only chance of survival is to embrace their faith. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Uh, What's the tagline? Oh, my God. I didn't look it up. From the dreidel to the grave. That's that's like the best tagline ever. That is a really good one. I can't believe I forgot. I actually looked it up to see, and it means passing on, like, your family's problems onto another. Ooh. Technically, the root of that, the from the uh-huh. cr- the cradle to the grave, so, yeah, that's which the- is what they're calling it, and then it became an action movie called Cradle to Grave, <laughs> Cradle to the Grave, uh-huh. which everybody was saying when we posted that, and I'm like, no, it, it goes older than that, but yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure that they meant right to borrow from that. Oh, so. totally, because it sounds amazing. Yeah. So okay, it was written and directed by Eben McGar, mm-hmm. who has all he also did Sit Girl. Yes. House of the Wolfman. I actually saw that movie. House of the Wolfman? No. Oh, Sick, Sick Girl. Girl? It's a very small film. Oh, is it? Is yeah, it good? It, yeah, I saw it. I saw it years. We did it on the podcast. Oh. Under our Wicked Women episode oh, okay. with uh, the woman from Lucky McKee. Oh, okay. Um, He also did Man Monster, uh, which is in uh, pre-production. Mm. He's doing Mad Monster as a pre-production. Well, he's part of the group of the people who do Mad Monster, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that which makes sense. Which we do Mad Monster here, and I think there's one out in South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina and somewhere else, I think. Or North Carolina. I can't remember. Music was done by Harry Manfredini. He did uh, Friday the 13th's music and House. Mm-hmm. Also, this was stunt coordinated by Kane Hodder. Who... Which is weird, because it doesn't seem like this uh, movie it, has yeah, any have, I stunts. guess walking might be a stunt. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You don't know. All right. This movie stars Charles Fleischer, who plays Amon. He was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Mm. Uh, he was Dr. King on Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. He was Terry from Back to the Future 2. He was also in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, Dick Tracy, and like a, a crap ton of TV shows. And his name is Terry Fleischer? Charles Fleischer. Charles. That's right. Okay. Of course, Sig Haig, who plays Judah Lazarus. 
And of course, he was, you know, in House of Thousand Corpses, uh, Devil's Rejects. We know who said it again. You know, yeah. yeah. And don't forget, he was in Kill Bill Volume 2, because I saw him the other day when I was watching that, and I was like, oh shit, dude, I totally forgot he was a bartender in that movie. Anyway. <laughs> Caroline Williams, who plays Anna, uh, she was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 3, Veronica, Psycho Granny, um, Sharknado 4, <laughs> Hatchet 3. Uh, the pinnacle of her career. Yeah, he's pretty much. But she was in Days of Thunder with yeah. Tom Cruise, you know. Uh, PJ Souls, who plays Miss Horowitz. Uh, who we recently talked about in the, the Carrie episode. Right. She played Norman Carrie. She was in The Devil's Rejects, Halloween, Bloodbath, uh, Jawbreaker. We also have Sadie Katz, who plays Rachel. She was in the Amityville Harvest, uh, Clown Fears. <laughs> new one. Yeah, the newer one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Clown Fears, Blood Feast, Wrong Turn Six. She's also known as a writer. She, cr- she, uh, contributed to that, uh, Bill Murray experience documentary. Mm. And she also, uh, Clown Fear and Down the K-Hole, uh, which is in post-production. Both okay. those are in po- post-production. Also starring Veronica DeMar, who plays Amanda. She was in the Killjoy movies, Feast of Fear, uh, Monster Party 2018, Hell's Kitty, a stripper. She was a, she played a stripper in Deadpool. Yeah. You know? Well, cool. Hell's Kitty is one of those movies I want to see too, because it's yeah. got the killer clowns from outer space in it. Oh, okay. For a segment. It's about uh-huh. this, like, cat. It's kind of a comedy, but I want to see it. Well, she was also in Ginger Man versus uh, the Evil Bong. Makes sense. Which I think you've seen. Robert Flester Jr., who plays Adam, um, he was, he's been in a bunch of miniseries. Um, he was in a movie called Goodbye America. He's also in three upcoming movies, um, Hollywood Werewolf, which a lot of people... Ha- have to do with this Hollywood werewolf movie that mm-hmm. had to do with this movie. I couldn't find a budget on this movie. Um, all I know it was released in festivals in December of 2019. And like you said, it, it came out like about March of this year, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. It was released during COVID, which I'm sure didn't help. But anyway, what did you think of this movie, Alex? Well, uh, this one, this one was a rough one. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, guys, like right off the bat, we all want some sort of holiday slasher right you know like you know we have all these different holidays like we still want the thanksgiving one you know right to kind of like fuck it up and make it fucked up and i don't know like there's different ways that you can do different holiday horror ways there's like movies like christmas evil which is like uh, pays homage to the holiday as well as you know kind of sacrilegiously tears it apart Mm -hmm. it's got the like the perfect mix of the two for me like Mm -hmm. it is nostalgic and like heartwarming while still being kind of dark and fucked up Mm -hmm. you know and scary uh there's other holiday slashers that go just swinging for the fence and just go wild and bananas and i was thinking okay hanukkah okay so we got obviously some sid haig is going to be in there i was pretty curious to see that and this is long before we lost sid haig by the way when i heard about this movie um, I'm thinking, cool, we finally get a, a slasher with a bunch of theme kills and lots of really bad, tasteless humor, or at least, you know, some theme kills as if it was, if it wanted to go the serious route and not be a joke comedy sort of thing. What we got was a serious film that had moments of levity as far as like comedy, if you want to call it that, that didn't feel like very funny. Right. What I, it was not what I was expecting. 
Let's put it that way. And I'm sure there's some of you out there that are like, well, a movie can't be what you want it to be, Alex. Like, how can you judge a movie based on what you wanted to see? Well, I mean, who wouldn't want to see what I just said above? Like, the right. obvious choice, in my opinion, would be to add elements of Hanukkah and use it in a way that would make people fear the holiday. Right. Whether it's a joke or not a joke or take it serious or whatever. Like you do that as a theme to scare people for the holiday season. And I don't think I, it, we, it went some completely different direction. Granted, I understand that the pressure is there for not wanting to come off as some sort of sacrilegious or insensitive fucking fuck as a, a movie, you know, in these days. You know what I mean? Right. Like someone might go, oh, well, that's really, you know, anti-Semitic or whatever. Or I'm sure that had to be in the back of his mind. And I did some trivia and that that was mm -hmm. a big part of it. He didn't want to just make some sort of shitty attempt. Right. So I can understand that it's a tough balancing act these days, but you also aren't going to make everyone happy either, you know? Right. So, but I'm also a horror fan and I typically like to celebrate the genre and find things that are good in a film. And I think I'm more than fair to a lot of films that probably don't deserve it. May not, not necessarily don't deserve it, but most people don't f put in a, in a positive light. You know, I try to find a little bit of good in everything. And I did find some good here, but not much. And it sucks because I was really kind of hoping for this movie to be good-ish. Mm -hmm. Like, over average. Mm -hmm. And it was well below. It This was like a huge disappointment to me. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it's like, it has like a, a semi-decent story that I kind of like the concept of about this old, you know, guy who has all these commandments, these extra commandments that he came up with in his head because he's crazy. And then, you know, I don't want to spoil anything other than that. It goes off and, and people get murdered because of these commandments. And it pains me to say that I didn't like this film. There's barely any in-camera kills, like barely any gore that you would expect. Right off the bat, you get a fake, not even passable head mm -hmm. that's set on a shelf near a menorah. And I should have known right then and there, like, oh, this is not a good sign. Right. I mean, I felt it, but I was like, all right, do not be judgmental. Just wait. Let it, you know, let it do its thing. And you just kept waiting. And I kept waiting. <laughs> I knew the practical was going to lack, but I was like, but if at least it could be fun or, some, you know, fill in something with it, make it scary or something like that. But there's like plenty of long, very unnecessary scenes that adorn this movie with just about no in-camera gore, mm. no insane kills with instrument of Hanukkah, well, sort of. In the very beginning, he spins a dreidel and, and it decides the fate of one of his victims. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can get on board with that. A sort of, you know, no country for old men style Hanukkah killer, right? Mm -hmm. Flip the coin. <laughs> That's your lucky coin. <laughs> but they do that like two times in the film, and then they cut away from just about every single death and focus mainly on the nudity. Right. Which I don't have a problem with nudity. Of course you don't. But when you're not balancing it out with what we want to see too, like kills. Right. I don't know. That is just pointless. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Sure, there's this scene with some skin peeling, but, you know, it's obviously fake, and it goes on for way longer than it really needed to. Well, it's because there's boobs. <laughs> yeah, well, and bush. Right. There's a lot of bush. Need some manscape. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like going in with the tremor. <laughs> just kidding. No. 
Let your bush grow, girl. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there are people who talk about Hanukkah and, and get killed based on some new commandments that are made up. But we don't know what they are or why they're happening and why he came to this conclusion. And that's kind of a very big deal, right? Like you would think like maybe they would express this over the next two films that he's supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. there's two in a trilogy. What? Are you serious? And maybe that's why the first one's lacking so much. But I don't I wouldn't have any interest in seeing a sequel to this. Right. A lot of the characters are very poorly acted, even from some seasoned greats from horror history like PJ Souls. I don't know why that is. It just felt off. It did. You got Dick Miller in it, who does like a part that you can't even judge. Right. Like, you know, or even Sid Haig. And, and Sid Haig does a real serious treatment of this character, which I thought was a good choice, actually. Mm-hmm. But we barely see any of him, mm-hmm. obviously, for obvious reasons. You know, some of the parts were done so poorly and, and not even corrected. Like, eh, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like the timing, there was no practice. There was no timing. There was no, it just felt very bland. Mm-hmm. It just, it's to me, honestly, unfortunately, is a mess of a film that spent too much time developing characters whose deaths we won't see until afterwards sometimes and not even in good lighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Plus the script feels kind of like a, it just doesn't feel fully fleshed out. That's mm-hmm. just me being, I'm not trying to be rude. It feels kind of skimmed over. Mm-hmm. It's like some of the dialogue wasn't well thought out or practiced. Some of it was, you know, like just not delivered well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't want to give it all on just the writing because some of the acting was pretty bad, too. The lighting in the film that I mentioned is also pretty, pretty bad sometimes. It's like they wanted to do some sort of stylish 80s sort of, you know, hobo with a shotgun sort of style. But this ain't no Kareem Hussein's work. He's really good at that. And it felt like it was too dark or washed out or, you know what I mean? Like oversaturated. It was like more contrast than it yeah. needed to be. Like, but it, it just lacks there too. He, by the way, Kareem Hussein is the guy who did Hobo with the Shotgun. It was really that, that is notable work, honestly. Mm-hmm. But the jokes are bad here too. Some made me laugh. They were so terrible. But that's not even the as big kind of movie you'd hope for. Not the Hanukkah jokes you'd expect as much either. Sure, there is some in there, but it just lacks. Like, it's almost like they wanted to make this serious half the time while not at all. I just don't, I really am confused by this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not a total issue thing because this movie doesn't have any tone. Right. Genuinely. Unfortunately. I'm actually one of the few people who saw Sick Girl 2, and I actually kind of liked it. Oh, you like it more? Oh. I like the for his, it's his first film mm-hmm. and i thought it was really fucking depraved and fucked up and had a lot of like raw kind of power to it a little bit and it wasn't my favorite movie i had ever seen but it was definitely for what he was going for it was a shock value and this mm-hmm. is the direct that was the director's first movie so i was like oh you know this is probably going to be pretty decent right mm-hmm. and not definitely not the worst movie i've seen i'd probably give this a two out of ten unfortunately Wow, you haven't done a low score like that in a long time. I mean, I wouldn't go any higher than a three. Mm-hmm. Sorely missed opportunity to do something amazing, in my opinion. It's a rough sit to sit through and watch it. I would see. I would say that, unfortunately, most people would have a hard time watching it, too. Might upset them a little bit. I had a really hard time sitting through this. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, yeah. honestly. Well, pretty much everything you said, but I probably thought it was worse. <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. Like, that's 
Yeah, it, it's a good concept. Like, it's a good idea. I was excited to see this, but it just didn't follow through. It was really disappointing. It was just very disappointing. Oh, my God. It was, there was no kills. It yeah, was, that's it, the thing. Every time there was a kill about to happen. Yeah, they just cut away. Or someone just gets hit on the head. And yeah. it's like, well, what the fuck was that? Yeah, what? And yeah, I understand well, that there's budgetary restraints. So I want to be clear on that. I get that. So did they restrict that just to have the nudity scenes? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a offended by the nudity scenes but it just i'm not either it's just that it was just it was just like come on i want to watch you actually like rip her skin off really like rip her boob off like <laughs> or so well he did that, that part where there was one part where they kind of get in there and it kind of looked real yeah but two seconds yeah it was really quick you know? and then the rest and is then just... five minutes of her just laying there naked there was a there was a scene where a girl screams in the movie for like five minutes right really and it's like okay and the acting was just it was it was it was cringy. Well, I can get past parts, that. Parts. The story can sometimes pick that up if there's like a couple of cool scenes. Yeah, but this didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't have didn't any happen. kills to push it along. Right. It really didn't. And again, like it looks like it was shot like in the mid 2000s. Okay. Which I I which confused me. I was like, how old? When did they film this movie? I'm like, <laughs> it seems like older than it should be. <laughs> That's there was a what, scene in the very, very beginning that made me laugh. She's we'll like, put your pee-pee in me. Oh. <laughs> put your pee-pee in me. <laughs> oh, my God. That like, hey, if it would have gone that route, I could have watched this movie. No problem. <laughs> you know, like, just right. being silly and right. dumb, you know? Like, but, like... <sighs> yeah, it was bad. I gave it a one. Really? I, oh, I this is one not, of the worst movies you've seen. This is one of the worst movies I've seen. It wasn't even like so I've bad. I've seen it's worse. Good. Well, of course you've Veronica seen Veronica is worse. You've see, I didn't see that, so I can't compare it to that. I don't know. Yeah, that Veronica was pretty bad. So you'd rather watch this than Veronica? I mean, they're both not something I'd want to do anything with, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope they can correct their, their, their own mistakes. You know, sometimes shit just doesn't work out when you're making a movie. You know, I mean, two people did die on, you know, while they were shooting this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how big of a part they were in it, but other people have said that you have to give them credit because of that. So, I mean, I do give them credit if they were a big part of the script and they had to redo it. So, because that would be a lot of work. Okay, but it still wasn't good. So one out of ten. Sid Haig died. Dick Miller (laughs) died. You know, they even talk about Robert Forrester in the movie, too, which I don't know if he was supposed to be a part of the film or not. Oh, maybe he just stepped in after... Because his oh, last the... film was the, the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh-huh. And I guess he was, they mentioned him in the, the script of this one. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, they talk uh-huh. about, Ro-. he's like, oh, that movie with Robert Forrester, right? Oh, and at the very right. end of the movie, they say, you know, to Dick Miller, Sid Haig, and Robert Forrester. Uh-huh. So. Oh, I don't know. It still wasn't a good movie. One out of ten. <laughs> Yeah. Whoever thought that a movie could kill three fucking amazing actors? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How and, dare you? And it, <laughs> I just, I feel like, unfortunately, this is not the best way for them to go out. Right. And, I agree. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know anything about the making. So I, I, I do have some in trivia and stuff on the movie. Okay. Let's get into it. I'm not, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, guys. Look, I know all, I've met some of the people that were in this film. Okay. I know that they're good people, but this movie is just not. It's work is what it is. Yeah. It's just, you know. I don't know if it was work. No, it seems like a passion project. You don't put out Hanukkah. But but I'm just saying, if you're going to put out a movie like Hanukkah, one of the first, you know, holiday horror fucking movies ever to be made, it just feels like it should have been done, like, well. 
Right. Maybe the the sequel will be better, and I'll shut my fucking stupid opinionated ass up. It was nice to see. It just was mishandled hate, somehow. Yeah, like I mean, there's some good things about it, but it just you know all the king's horsemen and all the king's men couldn't put Hanukkah back together again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just fell apart as it was fucking being made. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we do have some trivia on this movie. Uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, then you're gonna want to fucking skip over this and go down to the timestamp section down below where you can see us do our spoiler-free review of the the anthology called December. But here's your warning if you don't want anything spoiled for Hanukkah. Not the holiday, the movie. <laughs> Hanukkah, holiday festival of life. <laughs> so the Indiegogo crowdfunder for the movie did not hit its goal of 100K. Now, I don't know why they did the crowdfunding for Indiegogo on this movie. It might have been something as simple as advertising or something like that. But they were trying to hit about $100,000 and it made about 1795 USD. Oh, man. Sometimes, you know, like December right. did a Indiegogo as well. So both of these movies have, mm-hmm. you know, crowdfunding. crowdfunding. But they do it for different reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Like The Void did crowdfunding. To try to get more money for the visual effects, for the like practical, so that they could buff out the movie and make it look good. Mm -hmm. So some of this other stuff that I found was on in a Forbes article where they interviewed the director, and he had stated, you know, when you say you're doing a Hanukkah horror film, you just met with nothing but jokes. Mm-hmm. People didn't take it seriously, and to me, this was kind of a problem. Everyone looked at it like the Zucker Brothers or Mel Brooks style. People assume it's going to be a disrespectful to Jewish culture and to me, and that's very telling, and that the only way you can comprehend a Jewish horror film is that if you were to somehow make it a comedy or mocking. And I, I understand where he's feeling about that Mm -hmm. but we've also like there's so many holiday slasher films that can't be taken seriously you know what i mean like i don't think it would have been an attack on necessarily the religion yeah like i I wouldn't think if you if you were being tasteless like that yeah but there's ways to do it that would have vouched for it in a way like hey you shouldn't fucking do this because santa will fucking get you like krampus style right just the reverse of you know I don't think that it needed to make fun of Jewish people to be that way. But I can see that people these days would probably be upset about something like that, you know, but there's people that push the boundaries all the time. Right. You know, a lot of the people that were in this movie have made movies that are fucking totally misogynistic or whatever you want to call it. But it's just in in the in the form of fun. I don't know. It's just the way it is. So I guess I don't know that uh, that was one of the reasons why he didn't want to make that film like that he said it was another uh, point to be like listen this is a bad guy he's an extremist we didn't want anyone to misinterpret this as anything other than this guy's a lunatic it has nothing to do with judaism right he said sid was really the driving force about this too and he loved it and he was very hands-on like when i he said when he first mentioned the project he just had a smile a small smirk kind of feeling from uh feeling me out just like everyone else's reaction but when i told him no this is a dead serious he just lift he just lit up i sent him the script and expected to hear from him a few weeks i mean the man was getting so many scripts but he just put it at the top of the list he got right back to me like i'm in mhm So, and then you got Dick Miller, he said, you know, was officially retired. He was at the age of 90 when Hanukkah began filming and he agreed to join the production for one simple reason. He said he'd never played a rabbi. And that was one of those never be afraid to ask kind of things, he said. He was 90? 
Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, be, but uh, he said, you know, because to him, it's it was like an, an obligatory, I'm going to ask and get my no, but when I came on board, that was a dream come true. Everybody wants Dick Miller in their movie. Mm-hmm. That's just a fucking, that's like a badge of honor in the filmmaking industry, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it sucks that he's gone because Dick Miller, he's... He never, in my opinion, was fully utilized. He was a great actor right. that I think could have done a lot more. Uh-huh. But he was always these side character roles. You know right. what I mean? I think it was like Piranha was Piranha or Piranha 2, I think he was in as well. Mm-hmm. He was the, uh, hey, let's have a party at the beach. You know, the, the whole Jaws thing, uh-huh. essentially. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. So Dick Miller was like, yeah, I'm in. So he only had that little bit part in the in the movie. Same with Sid Haig. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to see him in there, for course, you know. Eben is hoping to make two sequels back-to-back, I mentioned, remember? Mm-hmm. Day of Judgment, set around Rosh Hashanah, and Day of Atonement, set around Yom Kippur. Oh, wow. So um, he said that one of the characters, Zayev, is a lot different than Amon. Zaive is a really dark character, and he really looks forward to getting into him with the future sequels. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Honestly, mm-hmm. my my thoughts on Zai or on uh, Amon, which is Charles Roger Rabbit guy. What's his name? Charles Fleischer. Yes, that's it. Charles Fleischer. He did Roger Rabbit, and that guy's super animated. In this movie, I don't know. It just felt weird. Mm-hmm. It did not seem like he should be reading those lines. No, and I think he he came in more towards the end of the movie, so he wasn't. But he was the big info dump, and it, for us right. to pay attention and the way he delivered it, right? It wasn't. It was very clearly somebody should have been like, "No, that's not how we need to do this." Right. But they let it happen anyway. Right. Like have some intensity well, to it. There was like nothing to it. It was like, well, he was being very serious, and then the kid was kept making jokes. Right. He was the he was the jokey levity guy. The like you know, and it didn't balance out. Well. It did not. And then you just lose like. I can't even imagine the funny guy having to act based off of that. Right. Because he, in my opinion, was the funniest. Yeah, he really. He was, was the best. But he he like actually delivered his lines very naturally. Yeah, and he seems like a good actor, but he it just didn't go well in this film. Right, like yeah, just he was the only one that actually kind of had timing, I guess, you know, and memorized his lines like perfectly, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part. I don't know, maybe that was just editing. Oof. Do you have anything specific that you were very disappointed with or that you wanted to see in the film or, you know? Well, just more kills. I I didn't even like the plot. I thought the plot was fine. We can talk about it now. So Judah, it's like 1983, December 8th. It's the last night of Hanukkah and it's the last candle to be lit. He's obviously got like eight heads, I guess, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is it eight or nine? I can't remember. But he's got like eight heads that he's taken and he's going to sacrifice his son upstairs on the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And it's like this thing that he's having a hard time struggling with killing his son. Like, why wouldn't you, why did, why would you have a hard time? Because he's trying to follow the commandments. And I guess it was like, you know, he'd made up like 30 some extra fucking commandments. You know right. what I mean? Like, cause he heard it in his head. Yeah. And like, and that's kind of interesting. Like that, I think the idea of somebody making up their own commandments is interesting, but to not flesh. Oh, have you read about Joseph Smith? <laughs> Well, I just mean like I find it interesting that but but then when you don't tell anybody what those commandments are, 
and you didn't sit down to do a little backstory on those things. Yeah, exactly. You don't it know really what the feels fuck. empty. Yeah, he's just like sacrificing a kid. Like, we don't know why. Right. And maybe yeah. we would have found them out later. And maybe there was this whole thing. But it just feels like a missed opportunity to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know everything, you know. But just the little details, little hints. Something, a little backstory. I mean, they did have a little bit of info dump, like from that Amon guy, because mm-hmm. it was like 36 years later. They got these like useless kids who are part of this fucking party they're going to. And like none of that made sense. I guess like some of them were Jewish and they celebrated Hanukkah and shit. And they were going to their friend Ian's house to celebrate it, but they didn't do anything. But yeah, they weren't really celebrating. No. But. And then they had. Well, they were considered to be bad Jews, is what the Amon guy said. Right. They have this one, like, really, like, very hobo with a shotgun kind of style, overacting, like, walking down the street Nazi. And then they have this scene where fucking the the son is like around the corner like he's in Haddonfield like Michael Myers mm-hmm. and then he kills that Nazi and cuts his head off he which is like him. a 10 minute scene mm-hmm. which is weird I, I don't know five ten minutes you know it felt long that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. him in the girl screaming in a bathtub of dirty shit yeah I don't what is going on I don't know I didn't even notice I was like so was that the girl at the beginning like she looked completely different to me that was weird he uses the scalp of the fucking Nazi as a yarmulke Mm -hmm. that was kind of funny I mean that's kind of I don't know if it's meant to be funny I don't even know right (laughs) you know but I thought it was was clever yeah I I thought it was clever that he sawed off the back of his head and used it as a yarmulke he was like fuck this Nazi yeah I'm gonna wear you but why would you want to wear it if he was a Nazi you know what I mean like I don't know if that's like a badge of like honor. Like, I don't know. Mm. Is there some scenes in it that really got to you? Like, do you have anything that you want to bring up? So I thought it, I thought the side story with the boyfriend and girlfriend was weird and how the boyfriend shows up to his, uh, her mom's house, but she doesn't show up. And then you're like, wait, what's going on? So is this girl a slut or, and like just the whole character development let's, was all let's over the place. Let's express that and talk about how it is instead of just brushing over it a little bit. Let's get into it. So there's this black guy who's a Jewish. He's heavily into Judaism. He practices all the beliefs. He's actually follows the scripture. He he's big into it. While his roommate is not so much, and he's just kind of a goofball, right? Mm-hmm. He's like a pothead kind of guy. The funny guy, right? The funny guy, and. So his girlfriend is also Jewish and she decides to go to a party that he was also invited to, but turned it down specifically to hang out with her and her mom for Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. And he shows up to the house without her and she's not there. She's at the party that he was invited to and didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like whole weird scene where he's like sitting there and talking about his faith and how he wants to marry her and how they haven't had sex with his mom. She's, she's talking about this and she's very clearly very open to sex. 
Mm-hmm. She's not some prudish girl who's like very religious or anything. She's like all about sex with everybody in, right. the, in the movie, like, or at least fucking whatever. And I have no problems with that either. I'm just saying like, it's just weird. Yeah. Why is this guy who's like highly faithful involved with a girl who's very clearly not? Right. And I don't understand the whole point of all this. There was like no point to it. The only point of it was he, yeah. he showed up later at the party. Well, then PJ Souls is says something that's kind of sexually charged, even though it's not. And she's alluding to, well, you're going to sleep with her at some point in time. And I would love for you to be her husband. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that she's hitting on him and he was like i would love to have sex with you but i can't because i'm not you know (laughs) and it's like oh my god and then they they show him two times later once Mm -hmm. when he shows up to the party to find out that his girlfriend cheated on him and then a second time at the very end and that's it did he even die no he just his friend the funny guy gets killed remember and he has those those coins or whatever the coins he's like Uh oh funny joke and his friend's dead with the menorah or something in his mouth oh that's right i kind of remember yeah she was like on the couch it was really poorly lit you couldn't really see anything that was another thing that was bothering me about it (laughs) so this whole thing is that judah believed that god gave him 53 additional commandments he was a psychopath this is the Amon telling him, the father, the rabbi, Amon. Amon's father was Judah's third victim, and he talks about how Judah would carve the Star of David into the chest of his victims, and that their friends are dead or chosen. Apparently, there was like a gas station that these, these characters stopped at earlier that they found a dead body with the Star of David carved into his chest. And then Judah, when he got shot... He was about to sacrifice his own son, we talked about in the very beginning. And that son grew up to be this killer, <laughs> which is fine. I'm okay with that. Stupid. I'm okay with that. I wonder if this was like a rewrite they had to do. Well, it says, and Amon followed the boy's life, and he was put in a mental institution, and he escaped, and then targeted their friends for no apparent reason. No, just just, just these people, and he knows that mm-hmm. they're good or bad Jews, because I don't know why. Because he has this he has the fa- the power. power. He's got the power! Maybe he has mind powers. I don't know. I don't know. But he's just doing so because he thinks they're bad Jews and needs to force the will of God on them. And this is, you know, all told while the stoner comedy guy is interrupting him. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it just didn't have a good cadence. Right. Anywhere. And, And Charles Fleischer, I don't know, man. I feel bad, dude. Like, that is not... I've seen him from back in the day, and that Mm -hmm. was like... The worst. He's like, your father was a psychopath, and he was da-da-da-da. He was like, was he in that movie? He was like, he was a psychopath. (laughs) Which is kind of funny, you know? But it it wasn't done well. It would have been funny, but it just didn't didn't hit well. Yeah, I I don't know if it got explained very well or something. I don't know. And when you have, like, all this old talent that's been around forever, you kind of don't want to step on their toes, probably. And maybe that was his issue, the director's problem. I don't know. Because I would have been like, yeah, we got to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to pick apart this movie. It's just I'm more disappointed. Right. It's horrible. The end is really confusing. There's this, the Russian dude is killed and Amon Fleist is dead too on the floor. And the organs were pulled from him to form a Star of David on the floor. Which looked 
fake. Horrendous. It looked like summer sausages or linked sausages tied right. together, but it didn't look real. That was just resting on his shirt. You know what it almost kind of <laughs> looked like? It almost looked like someone carved those little fucking pool noodles. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, that's probably what they did. <laughs> you know, to round yeah. the edges and make it yeah. look like it. And then tied them with some string together. So Hot glued it. And then apparently, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see Dick Miller is preaching to at Amon's funeral. Because we don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, he's like talking and you're like, oh, I guess Amon's dead. Right. You know, because we did see him on the floor. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really allude to it very well. It didn't. And there's like someone sitting in the back, but Amon's son goes to talk to the guy and he finds a handkerchief with a pair of ears in them and see you next time or something like that. Okay. And and at the very end of the credits, it says Obadiah will return for Day of Judgment. So. Okay. But yeah, in the end, I mean, it just, uh, I don't know. Right. I wish it would have been better. Exactly. I was hoping for it. And I have seen other of his other films and I do like them. So mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. This just felt really weirdly. I don't know. I would love to know why all of this happened. I want to be completely. I don't think you should rent it. <laughs> if it's on a streaming service, maybe give it a rent or give it a watch that way. I honestly just it's not a good movie. It was a hard set, really hard set. It really was. It was like watching Howling. Seven or four, only mm-hmm. worse, probably. <laughs> probably worse. I've seen better SOV films, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that one that we watched with the, the, the brothers? Oh, I don't know. The Blood Farm? Oh, yeah. That was easier to follow. Yeah, that was easier to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about, and that movie is Death Sember, which came out in 2019 and got out put out in 2020, obviously. Although it does say 2020 on the on the thing, so but I guess they probably did play it at a few places. But it's a collection of 24 films that took a look at the dark side of the festive season. 24 international directors with the most diverse ideas and styles, inked by short animated segments that deal with advent calendar itself Mm -hmm. the advent calendar being the one where you open up all the doors now they have like chocolates in them or whatever it used to be like these old wooden things that you would open and And there'd there'd be a little present yeah there'd be like a like a like a top in it or a little whatever in it sometimes Mm -hmm. but now they have the chocolate and there's so many different types Mm -hmm. but the original ones didn't have anything in it there was no toy or present Right. Um, just open the door. Right. And it was like, oh, look, nothing. Oh, that's what we grew up with. The tagline for this movie is 24 Doors to Hell. The producers are Dominic Saxel and Ivo Shalosky, who are German producers, who uh, Ivo actually is the only one that's actually produced a documentary called The Magnificent Obsession of Michael Reeves. We've got a fuck ton of directors that I can't even go over. Nope. Um, I don't know how much exactly the amount of the movie was, but it wasn't a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they got $180,000 to give to people to make the movie mm-hmm. to shoot. But Christina, what did you think of this anthology? I like anthologies because I like short stories. I like shit that just gets to the point. Right. Um, of course, like with all anthologies, especially like ABC's of Death and stuff, there's there's ones that hit and there's misses in them. Of course, I did enjoy this one. Yeah. There was a lot. I I enjoyed it better than I expected to. Right. It got better. Yeah. As you were watching it, the each one got better and better. I wasn't expecting much from it. It was a little long, but I mean, it's like, tw- actually, it's like 26 
It's two stories. hours and 40 some yeah, minutes. minutes. So yeah. it was a little long. So, yeah, I, you're ready to lock in. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm glad we watched it. It's it's festive. I like a theme. You know, it's Christmas time. Yeah. I might watch this again. Yeah. I thought Tales, was it Tales of Halloween? That anthology? Yeah. Oh, that's Halloween, though. It's not Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? That's Halloween. That's not Christmas. But you're I just thinking of anthologies. Yeah, I'm just thinking of anthologies in general. I like that one more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I might watch this again. I might, if this came out on Blu-ray or something, I'd probably get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I gave it like six out of ten. Okay. There really? were a f- there were a few like misses in there, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like there were some weird ones. Yeah, there was some there were some weird ones. But overall I enjoyed it. What about you? Well, I thought this was a surprise. I was hoping for something just kinda decent. Mm-hmm. Because of the anthologies, it's the sum of the whole, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the it's only as good as its its parts, right? Right. At first we both looked at each other and were like, Oh no. But even still, I kept thinking, well, there is 24 episodes. They probably had minimal budget each, so don't be too hard on it. You know, especially since a lot of shorts are picked up on the back end after they're done. Some are done while they're being put together. This one concept that, you know, the the wraparound that the whole story is about, you know, Mm -hmm. like ABCs of Death is very, very similar to this. And they were big fans of that as well. And they wanted to do something like that. But for Christmas, only in an advent calendar. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that some of the money that they had for this was going to be divvied out to 24 different uh, shorts or whatever. Some done on their own entirely, or maybe they put their own money in on top of it to make the film look better. Mm-hmm. So it would stand out from the rest as well. You know, it's up to you. You get X amount. That's it. Mm-hmm. But then it started getting better as the movie progressed and each short got a little bit better or more inventive. You know, which I think is really something when it comes to doing a five minute short. Right. Like you got to get inventive. You got to do something that's, you know, some of these were really short. I think the shortest one was like two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm hmm. And the longest was like six minutes. It was almost like a commercial, some of them. Right, right. It uh, it started filling in the movie, I think, by the end of the movie. Like, there was a lot of rapid good ones. Mm-hmm. So definitely give this one a chance and don't skip the credits, as there's some other shorts that are tucked into all the way to the very end of the credits, literally. Right. There's two. We I had to call her out twice. To fucking, she was like, she thought it was over. And she was, was like, like oh, sweet, I get to go to bed. I know. And I was like, baby, you're going to come back out here. And she was like, ah, oh, frumple, frumple. <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely compare this to ABC's of Death. I think it's a perfect comparison, only with a holiday twist. Mm-hmm. Probably a little more limited in that regard, too. Although these guys weren't limited in what they could do, just a budget. So it's not going to be as free or, you know, as ABC's of Death because it does have a theme. Mm-hmm. ABCs of death could literally be anything. Right. You know? Right. And that's not saying like this was like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. They were not like that. They they were like, do whatever the hell you want. Oh, you know. But some of them were like, you could tell they already had the story. They're like, oh, let's just put a candy cane here. Well, look, it's Christmas. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) and most of these are Christmas besides one. Right. Um, But I'd say the majority of these are pretty fun, outweighing any real bad 
but don't go and expecting, you know, 25 to $50 million budget movies shorts. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, like you got to be reasonable <laughs> about that. Really, when you when you think about um, I, I, I like I personally feel like people can be a little too critical on some anthologies because they're expecting like movie quality fucking $20 million fucking budgets mm-hmm. or $5 million budgets. And they don't really these things don't normally have that. Um, most of them, oftentimes it's just a matter of seeing what you can get done on the budget that you're allotted in mm-hmm. this particular movie. They were given $5,000 each. Oh, wow. That's it. So that's it. Most of them seem like it was more. Right. So it was like a thousand dollars a minute mm-hmm. they were given. So five minutes, boom, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. So almost kind of like, it kind of reminds me of like when, when people do anthologies, it's almost like a film school thing. I don't right. know if you, do you remember the film school projects that people would do? Yeah. Where they would like pull names out of a hat and then make up a movie on the spot, like mm-hmm. try to figure it out. And they'd have a week that week. It'd be the film that they would make. Right. It'd be like, Oh, you have to use a toothbrush and this wig. Right. And it's like, Oh, okay. And then you make a fucking short film out of it. Mm-hmm. So, it's not the best anthology, though, that I've seen, but it's definitely not a bad one. There's some gore, not a lot. Or it's just in a few segments here and there. But when the gore does come, it actually is pretty good. Right. I enjoyed it. Some that is not so great. Some that is very obviously bad. <laughs> but the storytelling is at times ingenious and creative, which is what I look for in these. A couple that really stand out, but also some that felt like they were a little too tied to the ideas. And there is some bigger names in it, like A.J. Bowen as an actor, isn't it? Barbara Crampton's in one of them. Um, there's other actresses and actresses that you might know that mm-hmm. you might see Recognize. in there. You also have talented directors in here, too, like Ruggiero Diodato, who's a, a, you know, he did Cannibal Holocaust, for Christ's sake. You got Trent Haga, who did fucking, like, Cheap Thrills. You got Lucky McGee, who did The Woman and and a few others. And then there's plenty of more. So there's definitely people in here that, that signed up. I enjoyed watching it, though, and it definitely made up for the last part of the movie. So the last half of the movie really just floored the pedal. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, half of the movie was like kind of touch and go there for a moment Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden halfway through it was like just pumping them out yeah it was really good at that point but i'd still say it's about a seven out of Mm ten maybe 7.5 at the most for some people but seven is a firm one for me if you get anthologies and enjoy them and you understand that they don't always have the biggest budget you should have a good time with this one don't forget that this is a, you know, solid two and a half hour anthology, though. Mm. You know, so if you are going to watch it, make sure you set some time aside. So be prepared to lock in, you know, if you're going to do that. The last half, like I said, went by quick. And make sure you stick around for the credits. I repeat, do not skip the credits. There are two shorts in there that are pretty good, too. And uh I don't know. I wouldn't mind picking this up if I saw it at the store for, you know, relatively priced. And I wouldn't mind watching it each year, you know, for a mm-hmm. holiday horror movie. So I just want to add, if you go to their website, December.com, they have every single movie up there and it's it's set up like an advent calendar. So if you go on there like on Monday, which is the sixth, the sixth movie will play. So it's all for free up and all for free. Really? Yeah, but again, it's set up like an advent calendar, so not all of them are unlocked. It's only, you know, to the 24, 25. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, oh, that's cool, because I went on there the 4th. So not all of them will be released, but they're they're opening a few that you can watch. Yeah, they're, oh, the day of, they it shows the ones. 
just the one. Right. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, in order. The day of. But are, yeah. are they all free? Are they going to all be free by the oh, end or I, not? That's I what I'm getting at. I, I don't think so because then I think they lock it down the end of the month and then they'll re-unlock it next December. That's what it. That's what I read. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I do have some trivia on this uh, anthology, by the way. You can rent it up on any of your digital rental places. Um, I don't think it's a bad rent. Um, we really don't have that many fucking holiday horror movies this year that are new. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's this. You got one that we're going to be doing next week called The Nights Before Christmas. You got Christmas Presents and like Terror, Toys of Terror, which we're also going to be doing next week. And that there's not that many. Well, there's Krampus. Well, yeah, I just mean this year, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just this year. We know Krampus, all the old movies. I'm talking right. about this year. Right. Some people have seen all those. They want newer movies. They're looking for newer horror, holiday horror movies. And this year is just not huge for it. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So, but we got some trivia that we're going to go over. And if you don't want anything spoiled about December, we decided that we're going to break it down like this. We're going to pick our top five shorts of the whole fucking thing and kind of talk about those segments in depth and what our top five were. If you don't want anything spoiled for this anthology, just go down to the timestamps down below to confirm what movies we're going to be watching next week and where to find them. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into our trivia. So here's your warning. Okay, 215 backers pledged about $13,000 in euro Mm -hmm. to get help to bring this project to life on Kickstarter. They did this because they wanted to get the whole computer-generated B-roll that goes in between all the segments and in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Which, holy shit, the very intro of this movie looked legitimately real. Yeah, it did. Like, and it was all computer graphics. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was real. It looked so, like, legit. Well, that was worth doing. Yeah. But then, you know, the segments in between are a little cheesy and fun, but whatever. It opens each of them like a door. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, they, they spent that money on that particular thing for the Kickstarter. So it wasn't like for the whole movie. Uh-huh. They got funding other ways. This is the first Advent calendar horror movie. And it was crowdfunded on Kickstarter by a few guys in Germany who just had this idea to do it. And as it progressed, more and more people wanted to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. They said that the last two segments that were they were waiting on was Pollyanna McIntosh and Lucky McKee, who were friends and were in the movie. He directed Woman, the woman. She was the one in the woman. Mm-hmm. So they both directed in this and they were the last ones to come in. Oh. So they wanted to get them in at the tail end there. Um, but they had other projects and shit going on. So that's why. Oh, that makes sense. You know, they're they're pretty busy because they're doing a lot of stuff. Um. They told people they could do whatever they wanted as long as they could stay within the stories of holidays Mm -hmm. in the 24 days of Christmas or whatever, 26, technically. And they told them no longer than five minutes each segment. Some went over, of course. Like I mentioned, there was the shortest one was like 2.30 and some went up to over six minutes. They gave them five euros each, 5,000 euros each, which is about $6,000 US. Mm -hmm. So not very much. Right. You know, but five minutes, you know. It's not bad, you know, but it goes by quick when you got a lot of people working on the crew. Right. Yeah. And there was some crews that I saw in this. There was like 30, 30 people. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, like, there is no way that they use just the 5,000 euros. Yeah, exactly. Like, there is no way. They probably took one on the chin and just decided to put it out there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the, um, the trivia for it. So, mm-hmm. Uh, did you find anything else that you wanted to share or no? 
Because you found that December website thing. I didn't know about it. Yeah, it was only because I was looking up. I was trying to find stuff. Yeah. So I went to the website and I was like, oh, cool. How cool is that? So definitely like go check that out. And maybe you'll catch one of the shorts, a few of the shorts right. on and the, the website. And like we said, there's 26. I think they hired for 27. Yeah. But they only did 26. There was... Uh, so so now we're going to basically do our top five shorts of the 26 shorts that we got to see. Mm-hmm. And then discuss about them each. So what was your number five, not your number one? Okay, my number, my number five was the 20th one. It had the present... And it was the getting away from it all. That's one? the one I picked for my number five. Shut the fuck up! I swear serious? to God, po- that's Pollyanna, Pollyanna McIntosh. Yeah, and that's the one. That's the one where the guy goes into a, a Airbnb. Pretty yeah, they much. don't. They don't say it, but it but is an Airbnb. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of obvious. It's an Airbnb. He's a bah humbug guy. Yeah, and he's like, "Fuck these Christmas decorations!" And he he starts chucking stuff. He's and- like unplugging the Christmas tree. He finds a present for him for as guest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it says, "Don't open till Christmas." Right. And, and then, then what does he do? And then and then he he starts to open it, and then he starts hearing the singing because there's Christmas carolers outside yeah. the door. It happens instantaneously. Like as soon as he opens the present, yeah. doesn't see what's in it, mm-hmm. they start singing outside. Yeah. Was, and that's not a coincidence. That's no. done on part on on. It's hilarious. And it's and then it started getting creepy. Well, explain what happened. We got to go through this. Okay. Um. Well, the present he hears the carolers, so he goes outside and he's like, "No thanks." Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. And then what? He shuts the door, and then all of a sudden they like, push it open. They push. They push it open, and then these car- then other carolers just start popping out from inside of the house under the bed. Under the bed, <laughs> and they're all smiling while they're singing. <laughs> it was so funny. And they start tying him up, mm-hmm. and it's like, what does it say? They pull out. Oh, they open the present, and it's a pair of socks. Which was so, it was weird. I was just like, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck is going on? And then they they zoom in on these so- these Christmas socks with foxes on them. Yeah. And then th- didn't they like tie him down to the bed and then they started sawing off his legs? Well, no, they put the socks in his mouth uh-huh. so that he couldn't scream. Uh-huh. And, and then, then sawed his saw- legs off, his, his foot off <laughs> so- and like held it up and it's like spraying them while they're all singing. <laughs> It's so funny. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they all start laughing at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that's creepy. It's really creepy. It was, I was like, It was a pretty clever idea. It like, was. You know, like, I wonder if she, like, hates carolers or yeah. something like that. Or just thinks it's creepy that mm-hmm. a bunch of strangers come to your house and start singing, yeah, right? it is like, weird. You don't really see that in the city so much. But back right. where I live, like, where the suburbs were, people would do that. They would? A church. Oh. A church would come by. Fucking And annoying. they would sing Christmas carols or, you know, Jesus carols or whatever. And then fucking do it. We even had, like, a fire engine guy that would go down... With all these Christmas lights on this fire engine, and he would sit on top and ride slow down the street and say "Merry Christmas" all annoying. night long, all That's night long. Not, that is so annoying. I'd be calling the cops. <laughs> wow, where's your Christmas spirit, <laughs> Christina? Like, Who are these fucking people? Get off my lawn! <laughs> so, so, and and to give you a little background on Pollyanna McIntosh, I mentioned she was in the movie The Woman. She is the crazy woman that played in that movie, which she's really intense in that, which is funny because Lucky McKee has a short in this as well. He directed The Woman. 
Mm-hmm. He did a short in this one that was really good. It didn't make my top five, but it was called They Once Had Horses, which is number 18, and which was I thought was really good, too. But she got her start in a movie called Headspace and went on to direct her own film called Darlin, mm-hmm. which she's also been in The Walking Dead as Jane and or Jadis. She's also in the movie Let Us Pray, P-R-E-Y, not pray. Uh-huh. So, Which was a good movie. Right. I don't remember exactly. It was a very French film, right? I don't remember. Anyway, did you have anything else to add to that short since... No, it's funny because the, the main guy in that, he he's not really an actor. He does special effects and he does like art department stuff for The Bachelorette mm. and This Is Us. That's which funny. I thought was funny. Well, you know, a lot of people get it's in the cool. back door and then work right. their way up to do stuff. Right. It was just doing a favor or something. I don't know. But I thought he did a good job. You don't want to work in the movie industry unless you really want to make movies, really, I would right. assume. So right. everybody's like frothing at the mouth to make their own. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that did the shorts in this in this, in this this uh, anthology or people that do a lot of stuff in the background, Mm -hmm. like second camera unit work or like editorial. Mm -hmm. So for number four, I'll do mine since we had the same one. Mm -hmm. And if it's the same one, then you get to do the next one. Or I don't know. How do you want to do that? I don't care. We'll just trade it off. We'll just trade it off. So for my number four, I did the number 15 segment called Lost Cottage and the Countryside, which is the Ruggiero Diodato film where it's it's about... A woman is destroying like Christmas ornaments and this woman comes with a package to the door. You find out later she's like the sister of the, of the, of the, the lady's husband. Mm-hmm. And she's just smashing and destroying these ornaments. And the girl just like thinks nothing of it and walks past her. She's like, Oh, she's that crazy. She's crazy. Like mm-hmm. fuck her. I don't care. And she's upset about Christmas and the daughter, she just, or the sister walks right in, finds her dead in a Santa outfit, dead, and he's, like, bleeding out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. The and children. Then she, yeah, she runs into the kids' room, and the kids are all dead. And and then, like, she runs out of the house, and, like, everybody gets up out of their positions. They're like, oh, shit, she's gone. And you don't know where she is, and then they look out the front door to see where she ran, and she jumps off the second balcony and hangs herself <laughs> on Christmas lights. And she looks at them as she's dying. Uh huh. Like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. I did too. That was like one of the first ones that really caught my attention. That was my number three. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So we'll, 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 we'll be more clear about it. But just to give you guys an idea about Ruggiero Diodato, he did Cannibal Holocaust, Jungle Holocaust, House on the Edge of the Park, The Barbarians, Phantom of Death, plus a bunch of more. He's an Italian director. So mm-hmm. um, what was your number four? Mine mine was that they once had horses, the Lucky McGee one. Okay. Um, it. It was a. It was shot really well. It, they were in the mountains, and one of them was injured, and the other guy wasn't. And the actors were just like really good at it. The dialogue. Yeah, it was good I, writing. I mean, technically, it wasn't like Christmassy, but they mentioned, "Oh, I hate to ruin your Christmas" type of thing. So there's this creature which they didn't show. It's probably the Wendigo. Yeah, like in there, and it's like stalking them, and there it's, it's one of them's injured. Yeah, one of them injured, one of them's not. They're sitting by a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just really cool, especially when they started to get attacked. Right, the dialogue between the two guys is pretty funny, because, and that was a different, really different mm-hmm. short, too, because it was all in black and white, right? I think. Right. Yeah, it was all black and white. 
And I think it was just the dialogue. The dialogue was just really he, cool. He ended up trying to, he ended up somehow making tension for it and built it up kind of like a Quentin Tarantino-esque kind of style. Right. It, yeah. Where the dialogue's real hearty and, and good and the acting is decent and, and uh, they did a good right. job, actually. Those are really good actors, though. Uh, Shane Bridges, he was in Deadwood. Mm. And he's played like a cowboy in like every th- every TV show ever. But he was like a regular in Deadwood. And then Justice Stone, who was the injured man, he was in Death Note and uh, he's in the Get Shorty TV show. Okay. Um, the other guy though, I'm trying to think of who he reminded me of. God, he reminded me of a really big actor. I was like, that guy's got some good acting chops. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, anything else? So, no, it was just really good. Uh, what was your number three? Well, how did it end? You didn't explain how it ended. Well, it, all it, all it ended, I mean, they obviously died was just the creature coming after him. Right. And they even, they had talked about them dying that night. Yeah. He's like, I ain't going nowhere. Uh, that, that was the funny part I remember is that he's like, he's like, you ought to get on out of here. And he's like, I couldn't do a thing like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you should get out of here. I, I, You've been by my side this whole time. I don't want you to die, too. And he's like, like I told you, I couldn't do a thing like that because my leg is broke. Not because I wanted to be here <laughs> right. for you. Right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jesus, that's really funny. That's clever. Uh-huh. Um. So what was your number three? Mine was the one that was your number four, the the Lost Cottage in the Countryside. Okay, so the uh, Ruggiero Diodato. Mine was, my number three is the number 19 segment called December the 19th by Milan Todorovics. The one with the ice skates? Yes. Oh, that one was weird. I liked it. It's not it's not like the story that I that I liked. I just like how it's like the the accidents just keep mm-hmm. piling up. Mm-hmm. So this move this, this <laughs> okay, short starts sense. up and and it's not even it was really weird. Like there's this part that's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so these two girls who are obviously like kind of into each other stare at each other across the room. They go to a party. I, it was I like a family party. Yeah, it was like I couldn't tell if they had previously been there together and they were together before they got there or they met there. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. But they stare at each other and then they leave together and they're like drunk. And they talk about a saint, a saint who protects the poor and the travelers. And then they decide to go ice skate that night without, you know, you know, illegally, probably. Mm-hmm. So they go and she's like, oh, you're not too bad at it or whatever. And then they fall down and she's like, I'm terrible at this or something. And the girl kind of looks at her like she's going to kiss her. And then she pulls out her tit mm-hmm. and then <laughs> licks it right on the nipple. And then falls back and breaks her finger. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. And you see it all bent, all fucked up. All backwards. And then she puts her other hand down and the other girl gets up and then accidentally skates over her other hand, cutting off all of four of her fingers. <laughs> and then it just didn't stop. And then she falls over, hits her face. And then ag- the other girl is like trying to get up and she accidentally sticks her skate in the face of the girl that that fell down or, mm-hmm. or the other one. Yeah, I don't know. It's like all these accidents and then the girl runs to get help or something and then gets hit by a car by a guy who's drunk. And it was it was one of the first gory ones that we got to see. Right. Which is number 19. So mm-hmm. I was excited about that one. That's why I wrote it down. So Milan Todorovic's he did the movie Killer Mermaid. Oh. He did the first Serbian uh, zombie movie called Zone of the Dead. Mm-hmm. 
and he did a TV. He worked on a TV show called The Outpost. Oh, okay. So that's what he's done previous to that. Mm-hmm. I didn't look up the girls or anything like that, but mm-hmm. what about uh, your number two, Christina? My number two was Philosikos. Okay, yeah. It was the one about the, there's this kid. He's he's in a hospital bed in his house. He's obviously dying. He starts flatlining, and then these care. It's Christmas time. There's a Christmas tree in the room, and then these carolers come in and they start singing, and then you know his heart starts beating again and then they stop singing and he flatlines and see and then all of a sudden it's it starts flashing through the years so the carolers are still there singing <laughs> that nobody's and- <laughs> changed their clothes or anything <laughs> right the the singing has literally kept this dying child alive uh-huh. and decades go by decades and then the apocalypse happens right so they're in gas masks and shit yeah and, and then they start dropping dead like the carolers and the other family members and stuff so they start dropping dead but God forbid they stop singing. So this one kid who's been in the bed for all of his life. Can, and then finally, at the end, yeah, the, the, the kid who is now an old man, like, gets up. And, and he, one of the kids who was a caroler. Right, is there singing. And he stabs her in the neck. And then runs out the <laughs> <And> window. Then, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so clever. You know, that was one of my ones, too, that I almost put in place of that. The, mm-hmm. the December the 19th one. Oh, I, yeah. I think it could fit in there just in the top five pretty easily. Oh, totally. But but, but it's it was written and directed by Isaac Esbend. He did something called Parallel, but he's mostly a producer and he owns a production company called Red Elephant in Spain. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That was a good one, though. I really did like that one. It was clever. Yeah. It was different. I mean, this is just our top five, so. Mm-hmm. And what was your number two? My number two would be the 16th segment called Milk and Cookies. Uh, it's the one with A.J. Bowen. It, it was a, it was directed by Sam Weinman. And it, it's about A.J. Bowen and his sister arguing over his son. He's like a bad dad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's getting, <laughs> like, this kid's, like, getting picked on in school. And he thinks it's because of his, you know, his, what is the word, F- effeminate toys, or whatever. It's a horse. Yeah, because he has a horse that has pink hair. Yeah. And so he breaks the leg off of it and he tells his sister to get the fuck out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, Are you okay? And he's like, Yeah, I want to go home with you. And she's like, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, Wait, what? So the kid writes to Santa about his toy horse and he's like, My toy horse is hurt. He's like, Gallops is, is hurt. And then the next morning, the, the horse is fixed with a glue gun. Where the fuck did you get this glue gun? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's a goo gun? <laughs> it was <That's> cute. <laughs> and then the dad locks his son in a room with a chair and then goes off to drink or something. And then didn't he have a black eye? No, that was a different. That was the next one. Oh. And then he leaves. And then the kid writes Santa again about the door remaining open. And the next day you see like the dad like looking through the hole and the doorknob is off the door. And the kid has a black eye and the kid writes another note that night and we don't see it's like a guy or a girl. It looks like a girl with a fake mustache. We think it's his sister, mm-hmm. like or his aunt, the kid's aunt. Oh, no, but it's not. It's There's just no some way. random homeless dude, yeah. some transient dude. Yeah. And he comes in and kills his dad. Because <laughs> he. And I just thought that was cool. Yeah, it was clever, like, too. Those are really... The way that they tightly packed it mm-hmm. was... Everything was very poignant. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like everything that was done in each of those little bits. Right. Made w- sense. Was perfectly done. Yeah. And I thought that San Wyman, who he's pretty much a second unit director on the movie Satanic Panic, which is on Netflix, oh, I think now, uh-huh. uh, that came out this year. A lot of people are really into that. Or I think it was it Sam, maybe I'm getting confused, but Satanic Panic was a comedy. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting it confused. And he also wrote and directed a few shorts of his own, like Death's, uh, well, like The Quiet Room, Santa Land, and Thirsty. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check those out, highly recommend. I think that guy, I yeah. thought he did a really good job. Yeah. It was good storytelling. Did you say your number two? Yeah. Okay. So, this is so what was your number one? My number one was number 23, Cracker. Yes! Is that your number that's one? Mine Shut too. The fuck up! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you'd pick well, that one. That one was really good. It was really good. It's really so, unique. It's the one that stands out the most. Yeah, it really is. It's like this retro 50s uh, type of style. It kind of has like the um, the game Fallout style to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which you don't really, uh, you don't really catch on to until like the end. Because they're sitting there, they're having Christmas dinner. Uh, Grandma's asleep. Yeah, right? in the chair. You think she's dead. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah, well, she's kind of snoring and drooling. And it's very clearly a set. Right. Or so we think. Yeah. Until we find out at the end why. Right. So he grabs, like, this ammunition thing. It's like, it's time. It's they're time called to- Christmas crackers. Right. But they're in an ammunition box. box. Oh, I sorry. I I'm thought saying. you meant ammunition. Because I thought that was weird that I was like, why is he grabbing a... An ammo box. <laughs> because like, they're dangerous, apparently. Yeah. Which, you know, you don't catch on until the end. But he was just like, oh, it's it's time to play in the... Well, the, it, it, the TV showed us... A, a, I don't mean to interrupt you. You're fine. The TV showed uh, a sci-fi show called Xmas in Lunar Falls or something. It was like right. a a black and white TV program and you're like, what is Lunar Falls? Mm-hmm. And then you see it on the Christmas crackers too when he opens mm-hmm. up the ammo box. Yeah, so they, they're they like, no, let's open let's open presents first. And he was pretty much like, no, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, and the dad was like, they're supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. And she's like, everybody is really worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really worried. The kid is really worried. The grandmother's still asleep. Yeah, it doesn't care. And he's like, we got to do this, though. We got to do it. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and you're like wondering, what is going to happen? Yeah, and I, I didn't even know what these things did. I didn't know the crackers. Is that a British thing? It is a British thing. They have oh, these okay. things called crackers and you you it's basically like a Tootsie Roll only it's empty on the inside and there's a toy or something inside. Mm-hmm. And they're called Christmas crackers and you basically oh. one end you pull and the other person pulls the end and whoever I guess gets the big part gets the mm-hmm. the toy or the prize or whatever. And inside of this one was a joke and he tells this really shitty joke. I don't even remember what it was. It was like, what is it like when you go out into space in Lunar Falls? Anti-gravity. <laughs> they're dad jokes. Yeah, they're really bad dad yeah, they're jokes. Re- they're really bad. So they did the first cracker and it was just, you know, well, regular. They, we forgot to mention that they, they before they open these crackers, they get 180 seconds to open these crackers by oh, that's right. by a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And they only saw two in there, but there happened to be a third one laying around. So they opened up the second one and mm-hmm. nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And they read another joke. Mm-hmm. And then you hear ding. And the other girl realizes that there's a third one. 
Mm-hmm. And then the grandma wakes up and pulls on it. Give it a go, love. Let's give it a go, love. And she just pulls it instantly and her fucking head, head explodes. It just <laughs> pops all over them. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? And, and it's not even over at this point in time. Right. Because then they start doing a commercial about population control. Thank you right. for a siren starts going off and then they're like thank you for participating the camera backs up and you can see that they're almost like in their own little habitats in the space station mm-hmm. and in order to keep track of the the population they have a lottery system with these crackers and if you're the one that wins then your head pops mm-hmm. and you're the one that has to die right so that they can feed everybody and they, <laughs> they because they only have so much room on the space station right it's funny that's crazy it is. that was really, I it was really good it was clever that was really that was very different what a good christmas present right right <laughs> And you know what's interesting about this director who John Lynch, uh, John Cook Lynch did, uh, by the way, is Mm -hmm. that this is one of the first ones on the list of shorts and he's brand new. Mm -hmm. Like he's done a few shorts, but this Mm -hmm. is probably my favorite. Mm hmm. So I'd love to see more of what he's got. Right. Because that was great. That was a good, that was was really good. Yeah. I I don't know who wrote it actually. Um, oh, I can't remember either. Let me look. Yeah, I guess he wrote it, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's... It was super cool. That was a good idea. That was a very unique... That was probably one of the most unique ones out of the whole bunch. Yeah. And I really liked that. I did, too. So... Obviously, it was both. I can't believe we both... Because we didn't go through these together. No, um, I, she was this. like, should I pick ones that you don't pick? I'm like, no. Pick your favorite ones. <laughs> That's really funny. So we had like three that were the same. I didn't even think you would you were gonna pick this one. Which I yeah, was funny. no, I like that one. Yeah, it was. Give it a go, love. Let's give it a go, love. Yeah, pop. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, okay. it, it kind of had that vibe that um, Stephen Kostansky does with the Astron Six guys or Astron. Yeah, mm-hmm. like where it's like they've done those shorts in ABC's of Death. It was like something oh, yeah. absorb. Where right. the kids get sucked into this He-Man like world where they fucking like uh-huh. fucking destroy people and like mm-hmm. mutilate them and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like kids always fascinate about fucking going into this world, but they don't realize just how dangerous it is it would be. Right. You know? Oh like God. so I love that fucking short in the ABCs of Death 2, I think it was. I don't remember. So but yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. Uh I think it's I think it deserves more than a six, personally, but I, I thought it was a, a seven. Mm-hmm. You know, ones like ABCs of Death would say are probably the, the pinnacle of, of those many mm-hmm. different shorts. Right. There's another one, uh Minutes Past Midnight, that was a pretty decent one that I saw that had quite a few good ones in there. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously VHS one and two are pretty oh, decent. Yeah, VHS, yeah. It was but those good. are shorter, fewer yeah. segments. Right. It's only like four. Yeah. Four or five. So I mean they had a lot more money to do stuff in those. Mm-hmm. than they probably did for this one. So this one was like an exercise in creativity for sure. For sure. But next week, we got some newer holiday movies that we're going to be watching that just pretty much just came out. We're going to be watching Toys of Terror from 2020 and... The Nights Before Christmas from 2020, and they're both on VOD for rent. Right. And The Nights Before Christmas, uh, me and Brittany covered the first movie. This is the sequel. 
So the original movie that they had is a Once Upon a Time at Christmas, where oh, it was about shit. a killer Santa and a killer Santa, Mrs. Claus, a Mr. and Mrs. Claus, like this Vietnam vet kind of guy who goes around killing people. And me and Brittany had some opinions about that movie, and we were kind of a little disappointed by it, I think it was. And mm-hmm. we, and then the director actually wrote us and was like super nice about it. Mm-hmm. Paul Tanter. Yeah, Paul Tanter hit us up, and uh, he was a super nice guy. He was like, first of all, your show is entertaining as fuck. I had a really good time listening. He's like, you know, you made some very valid points about the show, about the movie, and, like, I felt terrible. I was mortified. Mm -hmm. Brittany was terrified that this (laughs) happened, I remember. She was like, oh, my God. (laughs) He listened. And I was like, you always got to say it. Yeah, no. As if someone was going to listen, you know what I mean? Because you never know who is listening on the other end. And it it doesn't matter. You always have to be honest. You have to be honest. You can't lie about it. Yeah, you just got to be honest. Um, Not a dick. But but, he was really, really cool about it. And he told us that he was going to be doing a sequel and he was going to take it into account. So this is a big deal for me to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's not to go if it's good or not, because my opinions, my tastes are going to be completely different than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious if this if if this does better Mm -hmm. than that movie did, because me and Brittany we're like disappointed i remember a little bit if you want to check out the first movie you should definitely check it out it's actually on hulu right now it's on hulu for free yes once upon a once upon a time at christmas so we're going to watch that and then but yeah. but me and britney wanted more like murder and death mm-hmm. like we wanted more kills and stuff there was some like tongue in cheek kind of humor that was really funny in the police station that we really liked i remember mm-hmm. but that was uh, yeah, we wanted more mayhem. So he said oh, okay. that there was going to be way more murder and mayhem in this one. Oh, I, oh, well, good. I'm excited. So the, 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 the Santa Claus and the Mrs. Claus are kind of like the Joker and, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Oh, okay. A lot of people were either happy with that or disappointed with that. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. So that just, just a heads up on about that. I just thought it was interesting to bring up because it's like, it's like it's finally come full circle now and we get to see mm-hmm. the sequel finally. Oh, that's cool. So okay, I'm, 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 I'm really excited to check this out. You I'm know? excited too. And then the Toys of Terror, you know, I'm not exactly super excited to check that out, but it looks like it's well acted. So mm-hmm. it's just got some schlockiness to it that kind of reminds me of like the full moon era. Mm hmm. Got some claymation. Yeah, a little bit of claymation in there. But we'll see. Might be good. Might be good. It's about some killer toys. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check those out, you can check both of them out on VOD now for rent. Um, like she said, Once Upon a Time Before or Once Upon a Time at Christmas is up on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch that and then watch the newer one, too, you can check that out. So but yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming by each week. We really appreciate you guys, and we hope that you're enjoying these holiday ones. So next week, we got some good ones, too, to check out and see how they're. Um, I'm also going to be doing some holiday-themed movies, like re- uh, re-screams is what I'm calling them, where I go over like movies that I've already reviewed or seen before or talked about before and then talk about it again and kind of do like a breakdown in 10 minutes or so uh, about the movie. Oh, that'd be cool. So just just stuff that, you know, that I think that I like about the movie and try not to spoil it for people, but just talk about it anyway. Mm -hmm. So you guys might want to check that out on the YouTube. But other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always, long live the voice.